This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. I'm David and I'm joined as usual by Tom. Evening, Dave. And also by Andy. Evening, Dave, mate. It was a very strong start to December. The Sky Blues, they had a mixed bag of results over the Christmas period, though, picking up a point at home to Stoke on Boxing Day, a disappointing defeat to Preston, and then a much-needed win and a superb performance at the Den, Millwall, this Saturday just gone. We'll look back at the festive period and also look ahead to the FA Cup third-round tie where we played Norwich on Saturday. Starting off with you, Tom, how, how did you feel about the Sky Blues over the festive period? Yeah, it's um, bit of a bit of a mixture, really, wasn't it? Um, like you said, obviously early in December we had some some good results, and then obviously um, a bit of a mixed bag, really. Uh, you know, Boxing Day getting a point. I think we we sort of just moved on from that quite quickly. We were fairly happy with that, and then um, disappointing loss in the week to Preston. But then we got a win on Saturday, so you know it's one of those where you know a win is probably better than two draws, isn't it? In the end, so yeah, I think overall we're probably fairly happy with of how the Christmas period's gone. Yeah, I'm feeling it more than anyone will be Andy, who obviously looks after the Twitter page. The Twitter's a lot different place this week, Andy, than it perhaps was after the Preston game. Yeah, yeah, just a bit, yeah. Uh, ben Sheik didn't get loads this week. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, much happier place, uh, Twitter land this uh, weekend, Dave. But overall, I think uh, the Stoke result was a good result on Boxing Day, wasn't it? Preston game was 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 really really well. I thought we played quite well, but we'll, we'll come on to that. Uh, but we just didn't get the result. But like a cracking win yesterday, and we, you know, fully deserved three points yesterday. So, you know, four points out of nine isn't too bad, is it? And that, if we carry on that way, we'll stay in the division, won't we, lads? Definitely. Yeah, exactly. And we're not going to dwell too much on the Stoke game, being that it was obviously quite some time ago now. But you know, a really good 
point against the top half team, Tom. And I think at the end of the season, that will look probably even better. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, it probably wasn't the most exciting Boxing Day game that we've ever had. Um, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was against a, a top a top half team. They're a good team stoked. They're hard to play against. They've got some good players, um, some expensive players. So, yeah, I think, you know, a point, like you say, now, now it's out of the way and we, you know, it, and we, we can kind of look back on it. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it was a, a good point, really. Yeah, exactly. And moving on to the Preston review, obviously a, a really frustrating result, really. Not in that I think we'll look back and, and feel that, you know, it's a game that we should have won. But I think just in the manner that the the, the squad played and, and the fixture and, and way it took place was just a bit disappointing in the way that we went down. But did the match stats, Andy, did they sort of say the same story as what the scoreline did? Uh, no, it, the stats show that we dominated and I agree with the stats. I thought we were the much better side against Preston. I thought they were really poor, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I thought we dominated the game and, and the, in possession-wise and it shows because we had 58% of the possession. We had 450 attempted passes compared to their 348. Right. So that just shows how much domination we were on the ball. Um, we had 11 shots compared to them. They're seven but the, the telling tale of the game for me is this, the lack of cutting edge because we only had 36% shock accuracy compared to their 57%. So all it was all very good, kept the ball really nicely, played some really nice stuff, but there was you no cutting edge on the night. Yeah, and that's the, you know, if you don't score, you don't win, do you, Dave? And Tom, it, it's a debate that happens weekly uh, on the Twitter feed, but what did you make of the team lineup against Preston? Yeah, I think um, it was probably about what I expected. Um, obviously, Giles came in for McCallum. I think I think that was probably a wise move. I think McCallum probably needed to just be out um, for a little rest there. Um, so yeah, about what I expected. The only thing that obviously a few people were debating around was was whether to play two up front. Yeah. Um, I know we didn't create tons of opportunities, and we were lacking that sort of cutting edge up front. But I actually think it was probably it probably wasn't the game to play two up front. Um, you know, I think we needed a little bit more in the midfield away at Preston. So, um, yeah, I was I was actually pretty happy with the with the team we put out. Yeah, and we started really brightly, Andy. Like you mentioned there, you know, mm. we did at times play some really nice stuff. Yeah, we did. Um, we dominated the, the ball. We played some really good stuff. You know, Dabo was going forward really well. Um, you know, uh, Hammer had a, a, a decent shot that I think Declan Rudd made a decent save uh, yeah. down to his down to his right but no he looked bright and um, but then it just calamity happened with the goal didn't it Dave but yeah you know, of course uh, but we did start really well yeah yeah and and obviously you know playing some nice stuff as you mentioned Andy mm. but Tom there's got to be some end product isn't there yeah yeah that's the thing isn't it you know we we, we did play actually some of our nicest football, but it, you know, it's just that final ball, wasn't it? You know, it's just, mm. it was going a little bit too wide to Godden at times. There's one where it went over the top to Hamer and he, his first touch took him a bit wide and yeah. like we were nearly there. It just wasn't, you know, we know that if, if Godden gets one on the, on the plate, he'll definitely finish it, but he just wasn't getting them in the right sort of areas, was he? Um, and that, that was the frustrating thing, really. For all of our good play, we couldn't get those, uh, those guilt edge chances. 
Yeah, and and obviously their goal was a frustrating way to concede, especially after all of the hard work that the team had put in in, in playing some really good football, Andy. But what did you make of, of that? Obviously, Sheaf has been the, the the person that's been you know held accountable by Twitterland, as we'd <laughs> we'd say. But um, he didn't really want it in that position from from Don Hyam either, did he? No, he wasn't helped out by Don, was he? Um, you put him in a very bad position, but you should still be dealing with that situation. You know, if someone's on your ass, then you give it back to your keeper or or give it back to one of your defenders, don't you? He got caught in two minds, Sheaf did. And, yeah. Um, it's that time, though, we're sometimes mm. playing, aren't we? Too, it, it, yeah. it was very tight in there. And we, mm. we play some lovely football, but mm. I suppose at, at times, again, we say it, in League One, we may well have got away with something like that. Yeah. But in the Championship, you don't. And... Um, you know, it was it was neatly finished in, in yeah. the end. But but when you when you're facing goal, like you say, you, you mm. needed needed either some support or something. But yeah. it, it's hard to know what you do in that position. What what do you think, Tom? He should have perhaps done. What she should have done that. Yeah, I think he should just got out for a corner. To be honest, I think you know if if in doubt, I think just get just get out of play. Um, you know, he's just sort of panicked a little bit. I think just well, if you can get out for a throw, obviously a bit better, but. If worse comes to worse, there's no harm in, in giving away a corner. I'd much rather that than than just completely losing the ball and then, you know, how easy it was for their player to finish finish it off, you know. Um, so, yeah, if in doubt, get it out is what you're always taught, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. Although, you know, we don't come to expect professional footballers to do that, do we? And no, of course. I think but that's, it's almost yeah. embarrassing, isn't it, for them to, to do that. They feel it is, like but... they can be completely in control of the situation, but obviously mistakes do do happen yeah. I suppose yeah exactly no you, you know you don't expect to to see it all the time but if, if someone gives you you know a bad pass and you have to then you know you have to you see it happen in the Premier League occasionally so it's, it's not the end of the world rather that than, than giving the goal away yeah and from when the ball was given away Andy do you think there was anything else that could have been done or do you, do you think the writing was on the wall no, Daniel Johnson, he's played in the Championship quite a lot. He scores goals from midfield. He's quite an accomplished finisher. Uh, it was quite an easy chance for him, wasn't it? I think, don't think Wilson had his prayer, did he? It was in the bottom corner. And it was a decent fi- finish by Johnson, but no, it was it was almost on a plate for him. He couldn't yeah. really miss, could he? Because actually, if you don't, if you watch it back, I think Wilson mm. moved across. And that's the interesting thing, actually. Yeah, he Wilson couldn't get it back. Because it, it must have come from the goal kick, must not it? He was already in... Yeah. Was, it, was it from the goal kick? Because he was already sort of out that side of the... Um, well, I, yeah, I think he was possibly trying to go over there to give Sheaf an option, possibly, yeah. as well. Mm. Uh, and that's another thing, is it? You know, could Chief have got it back to Wilson? Yeah. You know, there's all these different scenarios, and then losing it there, it just, you know, but Wilson was in the wrong position, and, yeah. and you, there was only one way it was going to go. Yeah, one down at half time, but we did continue to dominate the play, Tom. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was actually pretty pleased because I thought, you know, one nil down away from home, what's going to happen here? How are we going to come out? But we came out looking pretty positive. We didn't look too like the heads were down too much from from being behind and yeah we just we just kept playing off our football really and I I felt like we we could get back into the game but obviously it, it wasn't meant to be yeah no exactly I think the team probably this season the only thing that's cost them points has been sort of naivety and it the second goal Andy it, it was another one that was a bit bit Norman wisdom wasn't it yeah just a bit yeah uh, the ball you know was delivered well into the box from the free kick and then there was a bit of a melee in the box wasn't there and yeah. unfortunately Hyam put it put it against Ostergaard and then he just put it stabbed it into an empty net didn't he it was, yeah. it was really bad from Dom Hyam um, and he's been capable for a couple of 
errors now because uh, he was capable on was there Saturday a header miss penalty was there you know uh, yeah the first ball the first ball yeah the first ball wasn't one either was it so it, it was a catalogue of catalogue of errors but Hyam should have cleared his lines but he cleared yeah. it right against Ostercard's arse so, yeah. <laughs> um, and actually just, the, the free kick came from playing in tight positions again and Jamie yeah. Allen I think lost the ball mm. didn't he it was again that bad error Bad yeah, bad, you know, a, a bad area to play that 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 football, and like like you said, Tom, sometimes it just it just needs to go. Yeah, and Andy, do you think from a goalkeeping point of view, Wilson could have done better? Because I don't know if watching the replay in slow motion, but I was just like, why hasn't he just dived on the ball there? Or did you see it differently? Definitely difficult, and there's a melee of players. Yeah, um, there's a lot lot going on. He would have been. Everyone's he would have been trying to clear it. Yeah, he would have been expecting Hyam to deal with it. Yeah, and then yeah. when it hits Ostergaard, it's you know seconds to react, isn't it? And I don't yeah. think, I don't think we can look at Wilson on that one. I think Hyam, if Hyam clears it away, and doesn't hit our own man, then the danger's cleared, isn't it? So, no, I, I won't put the point of the finger on Wilson on that occasion. No. Yeah, and Mark, Mark Robbins obviously has done this on a couple of occasions, Tom. <laughs> but the subs came on, and there's a bit of a change of system. What did you make of that? Did you think we were sort of pressed him out of sight by that time or did you see the, the system perhaps working yeah I think I think you know it was, it was probably the only thing he could do to, to sort of th- uh, you know th- roll the dice kind of thing but it was probably a little bit too late uh, well not late in the game necessarily but too late in terms of the scoreline that that second goal did kill us off a bit I felt um, and a team like Preston you know they sort of know what they're doing and get, get themselves into a senior lead at home and make it really really difficult for us so you know, I was sort of pleased that we had a, had a go and went for the two up front. And obviously we brought Papaga on as well, which was nice to see him finally, you know, get get on the pitch in a league game. Yeah. But it was just, it was difficult. We just couldn't, we just couldn't get our rhythm going like we had earlier in the game, could we? Um, you know, that last sort of half an hour, I don't know about you boys, but I didn't feel like we could string a pass together, really. Well, um, it sort of just, it just sort of, Met its end, didn't it? Just yeah, exactly. Continued to sort of the time just ran out, and it was nothing yeah. really happened, did it for us? No, because um, because you know at two 0 down on the 60th minute, you think, well, there's plenty of time left here, but that clock just went ran down so quickly, didn't it? They really, they really sort of ran the clock down. They knew what they were doing. They broke up play. It was it yeah. was it was really frustrating, really, to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a tough watch and, and exactly what you've said there, Tom, about breaking up play. It's something we've seen from a lot of championship sides this season so far, Andy. But again, mm. Preston very streetwise and, and O'Hare, again, the man that was brought down quite on quite a few occasions. But it seems mm. to be that, you know, the Sky Blues were stopped in their tracks on the halfway line or just inside. They're in, in their own half, um, you know, half end of their box. It, it was every time, wasn't it? Yeah, well... Preston have been in the championship a long time, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I think they're that's very something you have wise. to remember, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you know, they're a the really time, hardened, you know, mm-hmm. seasoned pro of a, a team, aren't they? Yeah. In the championship, you know, and they feel like they don't have to stay. Yeah, Danielle Johnson, who got the goal, Paul Gallagher. You know, yeah. the seasoned championship pros, aren't they? That they play regularly in this division, and they know how to see games out, Preston, yeah. don't they? So, yeah. um, it didn't surprise me that the game died a death after they got the second, really. And uh, they saw the game out, and like Tom said, we didn't, couldn't really get our game going and really string passes together to get back in the game, could we? No, exactly. A disappointing result, considering how well we, sort of brightly we started. Mm. Um, but I think we've been saying this about 
quite a few performances this season is that we, there's been games that have passed both teams by at, at times and it just needed someone to grab it by the scruff of yeah. the neck. Um, and it was a bit the same on this occasion, really. It needed someone to dig their heels in and say, no, we're not going to go down 2-0 losers. We, you know, we've changed the system. We've gonna, we're going to give this a good go. But it was sort of people looking around. And uh, unfortunately, I think without experienced players like Kelly um, you, you know we kind of do need that player don't we to um, to sort of G them up a little bit we saw Hamer obviously do it against Wickham um, it, you know and he came on it sort of G'd the team up didn't it but it, we, we need that type of player Tom yeah yeah we do you're right and I think I think in this game I think that first goal was crucial wasn't it because mm-hmm. you, uh, although we were playing well and pushing forwards and you know playing some nice stuff you know that one mistake we made and we let them into the game and that's what it just comes down to in this league I think that that the first goal in these championship games seems to be really really important it was a bit like the Sheffield Wednesday game as well you know yeah. we could have easily taken the lead but we didn't then they got their goal and I think these are two games where we'll learn it's a, a real lot from mountain then to climb yeah you know, and it's, and it's, they, it's like tough. you say, they're experienced enough to bounce the ball around, which we'll go on to. But we were mm. sort of crying out for us to do against Millwall uh, in the recent fixture because we we know that you know the Sky Blues have found it tough this season to close out games, whereas a lot of their opponents have, have done just that. Tom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just comes down to experience, like we said. You know, we've we you know this is our first season back in the Championship. And, you know, a lot of these teams we're playing have, have been here for a number of years and they're playing against good opposition week in, week out. So it's just going to take a bit of time for us to, to get the hang of it and to learn sort of how we can how we can see games out. And because, yeah, well, obviously we'll get on to Millwall, but, you know, why, why can't we, you know, win comfortably 2-0? It always has to be a bit nerve-wracking, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's not cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's the Coventry way. But Andy, who, who can hold their head high after that fixture against Preston? Who is your star man? Uh, ben Sheaf. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Dabo. I thought um, he was um, back to his old self. Um, I thought he was really poor against Huddersfield and Sheffield Wednesday. I don't think he played very well at all. And um, He's been struggling to it, find that form that we, we, no. we know so well, hasn't he, it, since mm. his injury? And he needs minutes on the pitch, of course, but I think you're, yeah. you're absolutely spot on there. You, you, no. You're happy to see him back to his his best. Oh, much so. You know, he's, for me, he when he's at full tilt, he's one of the best wing-backs in the division. Um, and it gives the side oh, a lot of momentum as well because oh, he, he, if you he give, gives if such you, an outlet um, mm. with, of course with McCallum on the other side but he, he really does get people up for the game doesn't he because you can if you're playing if you're playing yeah if you're playing that box midfield uh, with four in it and one up top it's essential that your wing backs join in and if, if your wing backs don't join in and have poor games then your striker gets isolated and uh, with Dabo playing better uh, not so much against Preston, but more, I mean, the Millwall game, it, it helped no end the attacking threat, doesn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, um, Tom, sorry, is, is there anyone different to to Dabo? I mean, I, I also agree with Andy. I thought he probably had mm-hmm. hit one of his better games in a sky blue shirt this season and, and probably rightly so would pick up the um, consolation prize of man of the match in a 2-0 loss. Anyone different for you? No, I'd, I'd agree. I think Dabo would be my man of the match as well. I thought he was, yeah. like Andy said, he was l- looking much more back to his his best. The only the only player I would give a mention to is Hamer. I think it's more. I think it's more a case of that he's he's so brilliant week in week out that we don't always think of him as as the the obvious choice man of the match. But yeah, I think he had another another brilliant game, and you know we just got he just does everything, doesn't he? 
I mean, just mm-hmm. you know that that run he made, for example, it was like you know he does so much to the the basics, and then he goes and makes runs like that, and he's just got so much in his locker. But but yeah, no, I think um, I'd go for I'd go for Dabo though for man of the match. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to discuss the Millwall fixture. We've travelled to the Den on the most recent Saturday. Not been a happy hunting ground for the Sky Blues, and you can probably count on one hand the amount of wins that we've got there. Obviously, that memorable fixture when Adam Armstrong scored from 40-odd yards and we ran out 4-0 winners. But what were the match stats like for, for this week's fixture, Andy? Yeah, decent, uh, Dave. Um, regarding possession, we kept the ball again pretty decently. We had 51% possession. Um, we had 50, uh, 457 attempted passes compared to their 453. So, to be honest, it was similar in possession stats compared with Millwall. Um, but this, the, the, the key stat is that we had 16 shots compared to their six. So we had a lot more um, shots than they did. And I don't think they had a shot on goal until probably the 60th minute, did they? No, so they, uh, they, we were we, we were it. We were really dominant regarding the shot count. And um, again, the shot accuracy was, again, lower than what it should be. It was only 33%. So that's something, again, that we need to really work on and get up to a higher level. But no, um, much better shot count. And uh, we kept the ball pretty decently as well, Dave. Yeah, you mentioned there about keeping the ball. Possibly you won't have these stats, so I won't push you for them if you don't. But um, it seemed that we intercepted a lot, but it also seemed that Mill had quite a lot of sort of, uh, un, you know, unforced errors. Um, they seemed mm. to give them yeah, they were we, wasteful with the ball, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And um, we had 11 interceptions, which is quite high. So yeah. um, you're right on that. And uh, I, I remember when Ben Sheaf went forward, remember when he nicked it? Yeah, a couple of times forward. before he, he yeah. nicked it. And, and he, he yeah. showed some real good signs on that, didn't he? Yeah, we were at it, weren't we, boys? We were really yeah. at it. Yeah. I, think, I think we were at it from day one. We really wanted these three points, didn't we? And it showed yeah. in our play, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. And when and when you, you know, sort of win that midfield battle uh, in a game that has a midfield battle, of course, because I think we've played in a lot of games this season where they've completely been bypassed. But when you win that, you, you usually win the game. H- how did you find the team lineup, Tom? Was you happy with the way that Mark Robbins lined up against Millwall? Because again, you know, we've talked so often about that two up top. Um, away from home, it, it's very difficult to to be, you know, um, putting two up top for me. But yeah, what yeah. did you make of it? Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I think I think he got it spot on again, to be honest. Um, I think, again, it was just about sort of packing out the midfield. I think we, I think we almost sort of preempted that Millwall wouldn't be on it. You know, we knew that they'd been out... For, out of training for a couple of weeks. Obviously, they had yeah. you know, a few issues with COVID. So I think we knew that they possibly wouldn't be on it and that, you know, we could probably boss this game in the midfield. So I think he made the right choice sticking with with that. Um, and he obviously bought Shipley in, which... Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, knew. the questions from yeah. Sky Blue Faithful were, were about Shipley, wasn't it? Who's who's probably not had his greatest performances yeah, no. and, and got a start against Millwall. But I think he just yeah. did it. I think he got it right because, you know... P- People would have been questioning it because he, you know, Shipley came on against Preston and didn't have a great game, did he? Let's be honest. But I think Shipley is one of those players. He's much better when he starts the game. He sort of starts the game, he grows into it, and he's tends his best performances for us of when he's um, sort of started the game. When he got, when he gets thrown on, sometimes he's a bit. He can be a bit all over the place, and he's, it's hard to get into the game. Um, so I had a good feeling about this one. And the other thing with Shipley as well, he does shoot from yeah. outside the box. You know. 
the thing that really frustrated me against Preston was we weren't shooting, we weren't pulling the trigger. There was a few where it would bounce around outside the box. I think Sheaf had one. And I was just screaming at the TV for someone to just, you know, rifle it into the net, which, you know, you yeah, have to say. Yeah, I know the one you're talking does. about there. You did feel like he should have hit it. And he, I yeah. think he tried to fake, didn't he, and then come on to his, yeah. his weaker foot and then played a, a pass, of course. But, exactly. Because um, see what he was trying. But it, again, we, we've seen it so many times and we'll come on to the Millwall goals but when there's a lot of players in the way of a keeper they can't see and, and Andy you're you know full of knowledge around that and in, in that it's just so Ooh. difficult and if you don't shoot and there's players in, in, yeah. in the way they, it can go anywhere can't it exactly yeah, exactly. And, yeah absolutely and that's the thing with Shipley you know he, he scores lots of different types of goal from outside the area I mean if you think of the one I think it was against Swansea wasn't it earlier in the season when it's yeah. come across his body you know he's good at that he's good at like driving forward like the one against Doncaster last season and hitting it into the bottom yeah. corner. So, you know, he's got, he has got a bit in his locker in terms of shooting outside the box. So I thought actually, you know, if we can, like you say, Dave, if we can win the midfield battle and Shipley can have his shooting boots on, I think we've got a real good chance today. And I think, I think Robin's got it spot on in that respect. Yeah, and as you mentioned, we were just at it from minute one, Andy. We started really brightly and looked the most likely to score, didn't we? Yeah, we did. From the very first whistle, we were we were all over them. Um, we were first to the ball. We were communicating well across the back. We were knocking the ball around nicely. Uh, it was a really good start by the Sky Blues. And um, I did think we caught Millwall on a good day. Um, yeah. And we caught them at a good time because, like Tom just said, they hadn't trained for two weeks. They've had a lot of issues with COVID. So yeah, I, I mean, this is a team that have mm. obviously recently played Bristol City and, and got mm. a win. Um, yeah. You know, they'd been picking up some results and you mm. wouldn't expect them to be in and around perhaps the relegation places. But if they continue to play perhaps like they did this week, Andy, that yeah. there's some serious concerns, isn't there? Yeah, it's just difficult, isn't it, with this COVID business? But, you know, if they haven't trained for two weeks and, mm. you know, we played against Preston on the Tuesday, we, we're going to be fresher, we're going to be more game fit, aren't we? So I think that helped us as well with the result. But um, saying that, even if they were game fit, the way we played, I still think we would have beat them because we were brilliant today on, on Saturday, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we were fantastic. And we looked full of confidence, Tom. Uh, an audacious little flick by Fadzinio, who uh, yeah. obviously, um, you know, started to get the sort of the ball rolling, really, and set the set the yeah, it did. wheels for... Yeah, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to seeing that one on Showboat on Soccer AM next, next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> do they still have that on uh, Soccer AM? Do I think they Soccer do, yeah. Was that gone? No, I think they still do it. But, well, hopefully they do, because uh, if Faz doesn't get on that, then it's a travesty. Yeah, what a little flick that was. Yeah, it just, it just sort of char- you know, um, characterised what um, the sort of confidence in the team. And, you know, we, we just really were up for it, weren't we? It was a lovely little, little bit of skill from Fads. Yeah, and probably one of the negatives from um, this weekend was the fact that Matty Godden went down injured. He went down. Um, he, you know, we saw him doing some sprints along the the, the, the touchline. He then went down a second time, and you could see it looked to be a reoccurring um, injury from from what he had before. And and that perhaps looks like he could be out now for six six weeks at least, if 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 not a little bit more. Andy, it's a concern, isn't it? And massive, a shame, you know, a massive, massive shame concern for and a shame and a little bit annoyed with Robbins in a sense. I think that Godden's been brought back too quickly. Um, I think he's been pushed his hand because of Walker. He doesn't seem to trust Biamu massively to start games. And I think that's the reason why he threw Godden back in. Um, and it showed that he's been brought back too early. And uh, I'm disappointed for Matty. 
uh, and I'm disappointed for us because um, now we've only got two strikers fit with Bayamu and Baka. And uh, it really leaves a season with fringe players, wouldn't you? Yeah, basically. And um, so I'm a bit annoyed at that situation. I think um, I think he could have played um, Max from the start. Uh, but he doesn't seem to trust him, does he, uh, from start? And uh, um, that's why he put God in him. But unfortunately, he got injured and uh, it looks to me like he was rushed back a little bit too quickly, which is disappointing. Yeah, big, big shame. But moving on to some positives, Tom. Lovely ball by O'Hare and, and a, a great, like you say, across-the-body shot from Shipley. Hit the post. Um, defender couldn't really do anything about it. Got his legs in a bit of a tangle. I think Biami probably would have put it in if, if he hadn't have scored an own goal. But... Um, yeah. Great for, for O'Hare to get as an assist and, and great composure by, by Jordan Shipley. Yeah, it's exactly what I was saying about, you know, what I thought when the team came out. It's, you know, give Shipley a little bit of space on his left foot and he, we just all know he can finish. I know, obviously, he hit the post, but it was it was very close to going in and then it's come, off, come back off the post so quickly that the defenders yeah, just kind of panicked a little bit, hasn't he? And it's just gone into the net. So, um, yeah, no, it was a really good ball. It just sort of showed how we were sort of carving them open, really, didn't it? You know, um, yeah, I heard got the ball on the really. right and... He sort of just curled it over and Chipley just found so much space, didn't he? It, you know, up there. Yeah. So yeah. we completely and, and McCallum in, in that, that sort of first period had started to really find space and, and obviously Dabo as well. He was making his own luck, to be honest. Yeah. But um, it did seem that Millwall were very, very narrow um, yeah. and that allowed us to get our wing backs forward, which perhaps a lot of times this season we haven't been able to do. We've been pressed yeah. back quite far. Um, but because of Millwall's narrow and, and, to be fair, quite long ball style, it, it really played into the Sky Blues' hands. Um, what was really nice, Andy, is that we didn't sit back, did we? Um, we pushed and pushed, and the second goal came through Hamer, who um, you know finished it off after a rebound from the free kick of the wall. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit lucky how it came back to him um, because it wasn't a particularly great free kick, was it? But he probably called it, one too, knowing his. Yeah, I <laughs> so. yeah, he's that uh, Dutch Brazilian magic, wasn't it? <laughs> and uh, the way he, uh, his technique, he loves the volley, technique. doesn't he? Yeah, his technique for volleys is just unbelievable, isn't it? He's and he just arrowed it in the bottom corner past uh, Belaski, and um, we were on our way, weren't we? But no, his technique was just. Worth paying £10 and I follow for itself, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. And Fantastic. a new celebration, of course, which we'll all be doing once clubs and pubs are back <laughs> up. Um, but we nearly made it free, Tom, before half-time. Um, another really great ball in from Dabo, who he just, he just, you know, he had so much joy down that, that right-hand side. Yeah. Um, and then Cooper headed on to his own bar. Yeah. I mean, he was determined to uh, score a hat-trick, wasn't he? In the yeah, I think... I think Cooper was going for the to be the first ever player to score a hat trick of own goals, wasn't he, in the first half? Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, just, just so much pressure that you know yeah. they they did look very panicked at the back. No, it was just that, the the ball in from Dabo was so brilliant that that he had he had no no option other than to try and head it over the bar and ended up heading it onto his own own crossbar. So um, yeah, no, just uh, like you're saying, just getting a lot a lot of a uh, lot of time and space down the wings and Dabo back to his best in terms of his delivery and just panicking defenders. So yeah, no, we, it was nice to see us, you know, go for that go for that third goal. Yeah, exactly. We controlled the game for long periods of time and Shipley had another effort that um, hit the post in the second half, Andy. Yeah, it was a great effort, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, just going back to Tom's point about Shipley, um, 
he can he's, he has got that in his locker and I think Robin said after the game about he has got that shot in his locker and he is a really impressive call from Robin's um playing Shipley um because obviously he has been out of the side for a while but ship ship shippers for me is a really good player when he starts games like Tom said because he grows into games and also when he plays in his proper position that's yeah. off the front man yeah. when he plays off the front man and he doesn't play too central, like in the central, bogged down he in the centre midfield. He doesn't have to midfield. feel too much about his exactly. defensive ability. You know, his defensive. Yes. And I think sometimes when he plays further back, he's so defensively worried perhaps about yeah. being out of position and being caught Correct. and not being able to get back that he doesn't express himself as well as we know he can when he goes forward. He, he's known in the game as a bit of a cheater. Someone yeah. who pays off the front man, you know, yeah. he doesn't like going back. He's known as that, Dave. You know what I mean. And, yeah, uh, one yeah. myself. Got, yeah, you can't have yeah. too many of them luxuries in your, in your team. But when he plays off that front man and he's near and around that thing and he can get shots away, he's a very decent weapon to have in this division. And uh, I was really pleased to have him back in the team and and pleased for the local boy because it's always good to see, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But saying that as well is that, you know, we, we, we laugh about that perhaps he doesn't want to come back, but he actually press, you know, presses high in that position as well, which again, I think really yeah. helps us this weekend because the press yeah. seemed to be much more like our former selves from, from the title winning season. We seem to have that press and Millwall were, were panicked really into making a lot of mistakes and Shipley does that very well doesn't he but I think perhaps Ooh. like you say when he's a bit further back he's sometimes a halfway house doesn't really want to commit because he doesn't want to be out of position yeah. and therefore he gets a bit bogged down him. doesn't he yeah a bit bogged down in that midfield role but when he's licensed to play in that role the two behind the front man it's ideal for shippers yeah, exactly. And it's been a, a bone of contention, Tom, for Mark Robbins in a lot of games this season. Does he play him or does he not? But Giles, of course, um, came on. He looked very sharp and it looked like a cross, really, but it turned sharp. Yeah. Great effort by yeah. Giles. Fantastic effort. And actually really nice to see Giles come on and, and have a spell in the midfield, wasn't it? He, yeah. he really, really showed off the attacking side of his game, didn't he? He, had, uh, he obviously had the effort, which I think, if we're being honest, was probably a cross. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't quite know what happened there because it really it just like well, it suddenly moved in the air, didn't it? it? it yeah, yeah, he obviously hit it laces and, and it, it moved in the air. And the keeper, I mean, the keeper did actually a really good job. Didn't yeah, it? really Fantastic. well in the end. On replays, you can see that he was really nimble to get back and, and push it onto the to the bar. Yeah, yeah definitely. Keeper, but, by the way, he's a great yeah, goalkeeper, yeah, the middle keeper. Yeah, yeah. He's one good. of those that's been he's been in that division for years, hasn't he? Really established yeah. keeper. He made, he made a lot of stops this, this did. weekend, didn't he? he did. I'm yeah, sure he did. I mean, he's been doing that throughout the season for Millwall. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched a, um, I, I listened to a Millwall uh, reaction video after the game, and they were they were singing his praises. They were saying if it wasn't for him, they you know they could have lost six or seven one. So um, yeah, he had, he had a very good game, and there was there was also the Giles chance where he sort of rifled it from quite far out, didn't he? And it, it was tipped round the post. So um, no, it's it's nice to see Giles sort of with his attacking ability and. He, he is some prospect, isn't he, really, in, in the fact that he can play in, in a number of different positions. Yeah. No, Do you exactly. think he sort of puts in there, lads? Do you think he is um, better in that forward role and instead of playing at wing-back or left-back? I think he is, but I don't think we can rely on him to play that position in our team all the time, if that makes sense. Okay. 
Yeah, like I don't think we can I, I rely on him. I don't know myself, but it, yeah. look, I, I think I've probably shared this expression a lot this season, and I, I, I take McCallum all all day, every day. I was just there's just yeah. something about me for it with his final end product to me, and I know that will will, will come. And he's he's like you say, Tom, an extremely good prospect for for Wolves, and 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 a really tricky customer for you know his pace and 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 just bamboozles defenders at times and he always seems to be able to make himself an extra yard to be able to squeeze that crossing if it's just when he's playing that bit further up the pitch for me you you mentioned about the shot there and it was quite a weak effort and I can't really put my finger on any chance he's had this season that you've you know he's really let fly and I don't and I'm not sure he's got that in his game if that makes sense and if he's playing that Mm. further forward he's he's got Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe like um, like I say, I'm probably there's people screaming and probably yeah. call me an absolute wally. But I just feel like he hasn't. Well, he hasn't had the chance, has he? I mean, he's not. No. He's only played in the midfield a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah, really. And you think in that wing back position, you don't really get a lot of score, like you know, shooting. I mean, you think Dabo hasn't ever really scored for us or had many chances, has he? He was excellent um, against side. Cardiff on the right as well, wasn't he? Third or forward. Against Cardiff, do you remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. On the right wing, after yeah, 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 yeah. That night, so exactly that's what I mean. That's the only other time yeah. he's really played in midfield, isn't it? So um, I think I think he's a decent option in them too. If if Robbins wants to play this box four and one up top, mm. I think he's a he's a definite. You know, for those two places with O'Hare, Shippers, yeah, which two definitely needs some rotation roles, at times. Yeah, I think I think he's mm. worth a, a look in that area, definitely. Yeah, I think for yeah, rotation. It gives you definitely. that natural balance being left-sided as well, doesn't he? Which yeah, obviously we've yeah. only got Shipley perhaps um, to give you that sort of natural balance, I suppose. Yeah. So moving on to Millwall's penalty, because that was probably the only other, uh, as we mentioned, frustrating part of, of the performance against the Sky Blues. But he really didn't need to to make that tackle, Dom Hyam. And he's obviously a player that we've we've got a lot of time for on the podcast. We've spoke so highly of him this season. And he's really made a jump into the championship and made it look seemingly easy at times. It looks really comfortable with the ball at his feet, plays some great balls from, from out the back. But he got this one pretty much very wrong, Andy. Yeah, he just got the wrong side of him, didn't he, uh, Dave? And um, if you remember back, he did that against Derby as well. Mm. And he got away with that one. Um, but this time he got the wrong side of him. And all he had to do was stand up. You know, you're always taught as a defender and you're Shepherd in the box. Just, just yeah. shepherd him out. What are yeah. you doing? Because he did get a bit of the ball, but the ref was always going to give it. When you're going across, sliding in like that, yeah. when you're playing away from home especially, he's always gonna, the ref's always going to give it. Just stand up, Dom. It was a really baffling decision by him, to be honest. Yeah, he's not normally like he's not normally, no. he's not normally rash like that. He's not. And, no, uh, it's and that nice, isn't it? If very it comes off, defender and, and the, yeah, exactly, Tom. If it comes off, it looks great as a defender. You know, spectacular yeah. sort of tackles. You get in inside and you win a bit of the ball. But if they go wrong, you're in you're in deep trouble, aren't you? Yeah, 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 exactly. And and another penalty, um, Andy, and you know, we can't we can't say anything about Ben Wilson not not stopping it, but I don't you know, we've had enough chances. Are we gonna ever save a penalty this season? Obviously we don't, you know, wanna be conceding them, but we've not looked anywhere near them, have we, unfortunately? And it's no, just, it was a good pen, it, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they all seem to have been, yeah, yeah, it was a good one. I think with uh, my view on pens is the shot that the player should never miss a penalty. Yeah, I you know, agree. It's, I agree. As a pro you should never miss a pen, so you know, I just don't you know, unless someone misses it, you know, it's it's tough. They're tough to save, aren't they? Yeah, no, exactly. But what we do know is we've given away far too many this season. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, it was 2-1. Uh, we were then obviously sent into the usual 15-minute panic that Coventry fans, you know, basically can set their alarm clocks by. Um, but we could have wrapped it up, Tom. O'Hare yeah. had a, a really good chance one-on-one, probably should have yeah. gone the other side. Yeah, really frustrating. I'm really frustrated for, for O'Hare, really, because I think he had a fantastic game and, and it's just such a shame he couldn't wrap it up with a goal. Yeah, I just I just don't quite know why he went to the near post. Um, for me, he should have just hit it across the goalkeeper. And I think Possibly it would have been... Snatched it it eyes, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, we could have snatched it at the end there and there's just... What is it with O'Hare and his finishing? It just, it just isn't clicking, is it? But... No. I think it's something that will come in his career. I think there's, there's there are players who I remember Sterling when he started out he couldn't finish to save his life and people like that. But it's something that over his career hopefully he'll he'll improve on and once he gets a couple of goals, you know they might just start flooding in. So fingers crossed that's what'll happen anyway. Yeah, no, I mean we've seen him take some brilliant finishes in the past. I think um, was it Southend. Um, trying to think also back to perhaps Oxford. I know he did his best to hit yeah. on the underside of the bar, but he, you know, he he sort of shaped really well that day of yeah, that shot. Yeah, this so season as well. Obviously, we, we know. Them. Yeah, we we know he's got he's got it yeah. in his locker. Perhaps, not enough though, is it? Not 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 often enough, is it, Dave? No, maybe maybe that's you know maybe that's something that's playing on his mind. I mean, he, he looks like a player that's playing with you know high high in confidence, so it shouldn't be that. But maybe that is something. No, you know, you know, got caught you know, caught a bit in two minds and sort of sort of snatched his shot a little bit, didn't he? And and perhaps that is one on ones, and maybe that's a part of his game that he's putting a bit of pressure on himself. Yeah. And it, but we'd all love to see it go right, wouldn't we? Because if if O'Hare, you know, you combine his his work ethic, his link up play, um, you know, his his knife through butter style of, of of dribbling through defenses, if he could add some goals to his tally, especially with such a, a lack of, of options up top at, at the moment, then that would be very much welcome, Tom. Yeah, well, he wouldn't, if he can add that to his game, he probably wouldn't be playing for us for too much longer, to be honest with you, Dave. Yeah, no, we, we, yeah. We've, we've heard that, haven't we? And we have yeah. said that a, a lot. So, But um, probably should have wrapped it up. Um, didn't, but then the same man, Andy, great bit of work rate by him to be pressing that high and, and that quickly um, at, at that late on and, and draw the yeah. foul and, and it was a sending off for Wallace. Yeah, he never stops, does he? No. Uh, I mentioned it in the pod uh, before Christmas. I was, I was so impressed with his work rate coming back and helping. You don't get that from a lot of number 10s, do you? Coming back and helping like he does, and mm. he really, you know, he, his work rate is fantastic, and it must be he, he's got that he, getting, getting fouled that many times. And I know you well, put it out today, sixty-three, I think it wasn't. You yeah, said, he's the uh, most fouled person in the league, um, and uh, it doesn't surprise me because his dribbling's no. fantastic, and he, and the way, and just going back to the way he won the ball, he's got a, an ability to just slide in at the side of defenders and attackers, isn't he, and, and nick the ball he's back. He's got that very low centre yeah. of gravity, isn't he? And yeah. that obviously helps him. He's he's very tenacious and, and mm-hmm. doesn't give him a minute's peace. And, and on that pitch, Mill was struggling yeah. at the best of times, yeah. and yeah. even more Shocked so, him. and, you know, brought brought the foul, and, and, and that was it. You know, it was um, yeah. job done and, a, and an extremely good day at the office. Um, it, there was a lot of, of comments, Andy, of course, on our regular uh, Man of the Match feature, which, which followers obviously can take part in every, every, you know, after every single fixture um, on the Twitter page. But a lot of different options and, and perhaps there's only a few players that let themselves down, um, just mm. perhaps with the penalty and, and a few other things. But mm. so many in contention. But for you, who was, who was the Man of the Match? 
Dabo again. I thought he was again electric. I thought he was just absolutely superb going forward. Yeah. Um, the outlet he gave us all game was fantastic. Um, just from the very first goal where he intercepted the ball and gave it to Hyam, or not Hyam, to O'Hare, yeah. was just indicative of his display. Um, the way he worked up and down that line all game was just absolutely fantastic. So um, Dabo for me, but I want to say a special mention to uh, Fads as well. I thought he's been, re- you know, there's a lot of people questioning Fads at the start of the season. Oh, is he good enough for this level? Yeah. You know, um, but people have to remember he has played at this level before for Burton. And and he's really stood up to the plate and um, the way he organises the team, the way he wins the ball, just his play as well. He's just a good, good, solid defender, isn't he? Yeah, there was uh, only one slip up, wasn't there? And and that's hmm. strange because it was so, you know, the one was so notable that I think at one time we we didn't sweep up behind him and he missed Mr. Header and flicks it on. And that was the only time in that whole game, Hmm. 90 minutes, that you could have say that he looked out of place. I mean, he was even putting Cruyff turns in, wasn't he? And and stuff, you know, it was just a a really superb display from from Fads. And like you say, he's been... He's been great all season. Yeah, he's been a revelation for me. I thought he might struggle to stay in the team, especially I thought the, the three would be Hyam, Rose and Ostergaard. Yeah. But with Rose being injured, um, it's you know he's really stepped up to the plate and, and he's been great and I've been super impressed with Faz this season. Yeah, exactly. And Tom, it, who who is this sort of star man for you? Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? I think it's probably four or five players that were in, in with the shout of man in the match. Um, I think I'll go with O'Hare. To be honest, I think he's just absolutely immense. Yeah. His work rate, his link-up play was was brilliant, and obviously, you know, he set up the first goal, and then you know that that moment at the end where he, you know, he, he got back and got in front of his man. I just think little things like that are just just are just fantastic. So, yeah, O'Hare for me. And the other thing I was going to say, did you notice how his kit at the end, like how dirty it was? It's like he played yeah. a rugby match, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it may as well have <laughs> been, you know. Yeah, I mean, like the amount, the amount of fouls he draws. Of, um, of of you know rugby aren't they rugby union but their pitch their pitch is always shocking yeah even, yeah. even in August it's shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just always awful isn't it? It today. Don't do that. it's terrible no, but no, it, it wasn't hit. great but it really didn't help out their own team did it because they they <laughs> no. just not only were they panicked by the press but then doubly sort of you know under the cosh by by the pitch kicking up every every so often yeah. um, man of match I think you know it was could have been a whole host of players really i think biamu who came on of yeah, course for, for Godden, you know he he really ran that that line and and played that lone striker role extremely well for me he held it up really really well and he his link-up play seems to have come on you know tenfold really I, I, he's always been that sort of player but to, to me he's really starting to you know bring other players into it and hold the ball up and we're going to need that because you kind of think Bakayoko Tom is that type of of player and that's what you expect from from him but Bianchi's done that really well in recent weeks yeah definitely he's, he's really stepped up to the plate hasn't he um yeah fair play to him because you know at one point it looked like he might be might, might be leaving the club but he's he's yeah. really fought for his place and, and he's he's not really put a foot wrong really since he's been coming into the team coming in on as a sub playing you know uh, you know, playing different parts in our team. So, and he and he's probably going to be really, really important now over the next few weeks. Yeah. If if Cotton's out, if we can't get a replacement or whatever. So, yeah, Biamu's a big, big player now for us. Yeah, exactly. And also, 
you know, my man of the match would be the same as you, Tom O'Hare. I think he had a really good finish. It's just such a shame that he couldn't wrap it up at the death yeah. because that would have, you know, put the cherry on top of a, a superb display and performance. But we, we are going to need those players that are sitting behind Biamu linking up and, and chipping in with the goals. And obviously, Hamer, I think he's top goal scorer, isn't he, so far this season for us? So, you know, he's chipping in, but we just need a few of the others too because it's going to be a tough, tough period without obviously Godden and Walker, who you know seemingly at the start of the season would have been first choice for Mark Robbins. A, a brilliant win though, Andy, and seven points clear now from the relegation mm. spots. It, it, if you had to look back from when we went through the fixture list um, early, you know, in the summer, it, it's been a it's been a really good performance by the Sky Blues so far this season. And I think in hindsight, it, with the beauty of it, we've probably you know some games have passed by and they've been a bit frustrating. We've already talked about the, the Preston one there and there's others that we could could say but it's been superb isn't it the step up that the lads have made from from league one to, to the championship yeah 11 points off the playoffs day well that's it yeah that's you know half glass you know? half glass yeah. full and empty and all of that but yeah. um so, yeah always um, better to look up than down isn't it definitely mate but no we yeah we have done absolutely brilliantly this this um season there's a lot of people was questioning saying you know with the budget we had you know um have we got the players uh, to play at this level and um, a lot of them have stepped up because we have had, have got a lot of players that haven't played at this level before, yeah, have we, it, on a consistent it? basis. Exactly. Yeah. So they've really stepped up. Um, and the thing that's impressed me, me mostly is that even when we've lost, we've never been battered, have we? No. Um, and it's probably been, been our own, you apart know, we've invited our own mistakes, but of course, perhaps that. Apart, yeah. Apart from Bournemouth, maybe. Yeah. Um, where, I see anyone got from, outplayed, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only game where we, we, we got a little bit of a, a battering. But yeah. apart from that, we've always been in games, whether we've won, lost or drawn. So that's the impressive thing for me. Yeah, agreed. And and we all know, and I, I'm the same, I'm as fickle as they come, and, and we all are, we're football fans after all, Tom. But mm. it, it can be a real difficult place at times, social media, for, for the players to, you know, who, who like Andy said, have really made such a, a fantastic step up. I mean, many yeah. of these have not played at that level before. And, you know, you can... You can agree that they're going to make mistakes every now and again yeah. because they're young uh, and you know more naive than perhaps the the season pros like McFadden and that's why we haven't seen so so many perhaps mistakes from him but it's a really difficult place at times for players and you can understand why a lot of them don't don't get involved which is is a shame really yeah. because to build a football club and to build a community, you need the personalities to come across in both ways, both on the mm. pitch and off the pitch. But very difficult for players to do that, isn't it? When when obviously social media can be such a, a yeah. dark and, and dingy place at times. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and, and obviously, you know, the, with, with sort of Sheaf after the Preston game, he obviously made a mistake. But I think some of the... And, and it's not even criticism at times it's actually getting even worse than that I mean you know it's okay to criticize players and you know obviously on the pod we'll we'll, we'll openly you know constructively criticize you know, always say is about opinions Tom and yeah. what we do here is no different to the thousands across the country that sit in the pub and chew yeah. the fat after and that's what that's why we're football fans of course exactly. but when it comes to you know actual insults it's just it's just yeah, there's just there's just no need for it, you know. When when you're sort of directly insulting players online and putting stuff out, I just I just don't see what it really achieves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it you know what what what's the purpose of it really? It it doesn't seem to do anything positive, and you know sometimes you look at it all and you just think, Christ, this is a this is a Coventry City player, you know. It's a it's a young lad playing for Coventry. He's he's trying to build his career, 
hair and whatever. Craft. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's not of good. Of course, and, you know, it, it is, is going to be an option for us to keep who, you know, I'm not sure what the fee is going to be. It's rumoured around 750,000. Young kid, you know, three or four or five years time, if we're a, a well-established championship team or even two years time, you know, that, that fee could could increase by, you know, 10%, 10%, 20%, even much more, 100%. You know, that it's a, it's a player that I think that we've got to support. But, you know, not to single out Sheaf, but I myself think that he's got all the raw attributes of a really good footballer. He plays lovely one-touch football. Um, and I think the last couple of games, he's looked really assured. And, and you know, I think he's looked comfortable. And, and we're going to need him to continue that and, and have that confidence because yep. Kelly is going to be out for some time. Moving back, Tom, uh, around the championship, big leap up from League One, of course. But h- how do you think the lads have done since since they've come back up? In this yeah, I, th- I think we've done really well. I think we've made the step up really, really well. I think, you know, we had a really tough start to the season. We had, we had tough fixtures, didn't we? And, and it just took us time to get going. Obviously, we had a lot of time out. Which, which didn't help either. And, and, you know, a few new signings that had to sort of bed in and things like that. So it did take us a while to get going. But I think after the international break, we really clicked, didn't we? And that, that eight game and beat and run, I think was a real, real turning point mm-hmm. for our season. Um, just, just having that sort of resilience to go out and, and maybe, like you said, at times it wasn't great in terms of the nil nil draws in there. But they were actually really key sort of components of that run and just kept the sort of momentum going and actually built a really good number of points up that, that built that gap, um, which we got obviously to sort of seven points. And then once you've got that gap, you, it's just about keeping it really, isn't it? So, and the thing is now with, the other thing we're doing is we've got teams below us as well as points. Yes. You know, we've yeah. got six or seven teams below you and they're not all going to win on the same weekend. So you know, one or two of them might win, a couple of them might get draws, but there'll always be a couple of them that will lose or three or four of them will lose. So as long as you can pick up a result every now and then and just keep ticking over, you know, that, then we should be absolutely fine. So I yeah. think I think we're in really good shape now. Yeah, I'm really yeah. pleased with where we are. Yeah, good. And and Andy, I think it's the, the other point to make is that what you said about Bournemouth, apart from that game, we've not really yeah. looked like we've been battered, have we? We've actually, like you say, perhaps our own mistakes, but we've we've played some really good football. And there's a lot of teams you probably have to say that that we look head and shoulders above and, and perhaps gives us a bit more optimism towards the latter part of the season that mm. these teams may well drag themselves into a relegation fight. We, we speak about perhaps Millwall this weekend. We've obviously seen Wickham, Rotherham didn't offer us a lot, but but even some of the other teams we've played, we've been unlucky to perhaps not pick up a, a result against them as well. So a lot of teams that you'd expect to perhaps be below us come, come the end of the season. Well, there's two teams that are... Uh, yeah, there's two teams that are dropping like a stone as well. Cardiff and uh, Birmingham, um, them yeah. two are, are dropping like they've lost no end of fixtures recently. So they seem to be uh, dropping like a stone as well, uh, which is good news for us as well. Um, but no, getting back to your point, it's been a super impressive start to the season or halfway point. And um, it's looking like we're going to reach our uh, promised land of staying in the division. So... Um, I know there's plenty of football to go, uh, but I'm pretty confident as long as I know we're going to come on to this subject uh, towards the end of the pod regarding signings. But if we get a couple of decent loan signings in as well, there's no reason why we can't stay in this division, Dave. Yeah, no, exactly. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. 
Moving away now from the league, of course, Coventry City will play the FA Cup fixture against Norwich. And um, you'd expect Norwich will be looking to rest a lot of players. A lot of their fans are screaming out for them to to put the kids out. But it's also a fixture in that Coventry City can perhaps... um, you know, give it players a bit of a rest and a, and a break. And there's some fringe players that I think would be definitely looking to get some some game time. We put the tweet out obviously recently about what we thought the Norwich um, lineup should be for for Mark Robbins, and and I kick off with mine. I I, I thought I'd like to keep Wilson in goal. Um, you know, for that, I, I think he just needs minutes. He's still not played lots and lots, has he? So I think bringing in Camp, who's a season pro and should be able to come in without game time at any point in the season, really, you know, with his sort of pedigree. Um, I'd love to see De Costa get, you know, get some time on the right-hand side. Giles, I think, has earned himself some game time and it would be good to see him. Um, it'd be good to see Thompson play, I think. Um, and I also would like to give Hyam the, the armband. If Hilsner is fit, it would be great to see him on the left-hand side. Papaga just in front of him, Bakayoko up top, and the midfield made up of Sheaf and, and Jamie Allen. What were some of our Twitter followers saying, Tom, on um, on Twitter earlier on? Yeah, so just having a look through here um, on, on what people replied to you. Um, yeah, a few people saying that um, they agree with giving De Costa a go. Um, Spud said he, he'd, he'd agree with De Costa, but perhaps as a wing-back role rather than as a centre-back. Um, he said, we need to see what he can do as a wing-back. Um, uh, and, you know, there's no one who's sort of the, the, the uh, recognised backup to Dabo um, in the team. So, so to play him there. Um, Danny White says, um, why not give Bilson a go? That's an interesting interesting point there. Um, I know sort of Lee Camp's an emergency goalkeeper, so he could still perhaps play on the bench and, and give Wilson a rest completely. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, Harry Chatterway said, I would have Pask instead of Oscard and McFazdeen instead of Hyam. Need an experienced head in there as it's such a young side. That's a good point as well, I suppose. You know, we, I guess we don't want to get completely turned over by Norwich, but um, yeah, it might be an idea to have... We don't. I, I mean, yeah. I think for, for me, I don't know how Andy feels and I'm going to ask for him his expected lineup um, in a second. But McFadstein is, is, if anyone, is crying out for a break, isn't he? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Um, yeah, I think so. At his age, yeah, he, the amount of games he's played recently, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I think he deserves a rest, bless him. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, I think he deserves a weekend off because this game doesn't mean anything to us, in my no. opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a free hit. A couple of uh, followers agree with you there as well, Andy. Connor mm. said he um, agrees with Dave's team. Rest our key players. We need to concentrate on the league. Don't need the FA Cup as a distraction. We're performing incredibly well in the league and can't afford any more injuries. The job isn't done yet. I think that's a, a really good point from mm. Connor, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. And and we thank everyone, obviously, from on the Sky Blues Extra Twitter page that does get involved. And as we always say at the end of the, the you know, the podcast, you can just get involved using the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. And any of the topics that we discuss will always bring as many fan opinions as we, we can. But Andy, what would your opinion be on, on the lineup for, for Norwich? What, what way would you set up? Yeah, a bit similar to you, David. I'd definitely keep Wilson in goal. I don't see the point of resting a goalkeeper. And he's in his, he's in his groove now, isn't he, Wilson? He's played a few games on a trot. He's done really well for us. Um, he's definitely deputised for Mose Morosi really well. I've been super impressed with Wilson. And yeah. uh, I don't see the point of resting him. What's the point? He no, needs games. Just keep, around just, for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, just yeah. keep... keep. I think if you ask Wilson... 
uh, would you like to have a rest? I'd think he'd go, no. Yeah. So, you know, you Agreed. just want to keep playing. So I'd keep Wilson in goal. I'd play De Costa as the wing-back with Giles on the other way. I'd play Pask and uh, Hyam, uh, and I'd play Thompson as well because um, I'd give McFadden a rest. Um, and then I would play Allen and Sheaf uh, is the holding uh, in the midfield there. Sheaf holding, Allen beside him. Shipley and Gibello, if he's fit. I'm not so, so sure if he's going to be fit or not, but mm. if he's fit, I'd play him. And then I'd play backer up top. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, Gibello, if fit, has definitely got, um, you know, it's got a feature at some point, Tom, probably mm. the same as Hilsner. Yeah, exactly. I just, you know, we're not exactly sure on his fitness, is he? If something's something's come back, um, but yeah, we definitely want to see him feature at some point in the season. Might be a bit harder for him to get into the side, though, mightn't it? Because, um, you know, obviously we haven't really got well, turns on our cup run, I suppose. But um, I'm not sure about in the league whether he'll he'll be quite ready to come back in. But we'll have to see on that. Yeah, no, exactly. And where do you sit, Tom, on the sort of Wilson Lee Camp and and obviously Tom Wilson debate? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I tend to agree with you lads, really. I think I think we, we should probably... I think Wilson or Bilson, I don't think we should play Lee Camp because yeah. he, I think his role, in, role at the club... Yeah. yeah, his role at the club is as an emergency loan and he's obviously got a lot of experience on the training ground that's probably helping, but I don't think mm. he's been brought in necessarily to play in the first team week in, week out. Um, I think we've got good enough goalkeepers at the club. Wilson... Um, you know, is a, is a good enough goalkeeper and has obviously played really well. So, um, you know, there's no reason not to play him or or maybe maybe even Bilson. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Chaps, on, on that one. Yeah, exactly. And just overall thoughts, Tom, on the FA Cup this season, with, with less prize money, no fans, and, you know, probably a quite a tough fixture now against Norwich, even if they do put the kids out. It, it's one really what we can really do without, isn't it? Yeah, it is, to be honest. I mean, it sounds so I, sad as think... the winners of it in 1987 that the FA Cup has obviously come down to this, but obviously no fault of perhaps our, our own. And it's usually when you see in the final Man United and Chelsea putting out, you know, under 23 squads. So it, it's not yeah. really us that's done that over the years, but it's a real shame to see the way that the FA Cup has gone, you know, and I know they had that campaign, don't mug off the cup, didn't they? Not yeah. not that long ago, because, you know, I think the, the um, FA can see how much the, the cup has gone down in in perhaps you know and it with even with its tv time now you know it doesn't get get any sort of uh tv time so it, it's a real shame but this season we've got to consolidate in the league and that's got to be the priority yeah i mean to be honest with you i mean i i i think the fa cup's still a brilliant competition i, th- I yeah. think it's purely down to the fact that it's that it's because it's this season and it's there's no fans and they've cut the prize money yeah, I think that's the reason why. I, I actually don't think the, the FA Cup lost its magic. I think it's a brilliant competition, and you know, if we think back to last season, we had a we had a really good run in the cup, didn't we? We had the season when we beat MK Dons away and had a really good run that year. Um, so I, I think normally it's a competition that we like to be in, and there's actually some really good prize money to be had if you get a big tie away. Obviously, that's a money spinner, or you get a big team at home, whatever. So in normal times, I always like to see us progress in the cup and I'd probably want us to go for it a bit more. But given the fact that there's not going to be any fans in the ground, we're not going to get much prize money. And the fact we, you know, our main, main aim is to stay in the championship. Then this season, I'm, you know, I'm not as bothered. And if we get knocked out on Saturday, I'm not, not too bothered um, as, as a sort of one-off really. Yeah. And Andy, in your household, is that, 
does that is it still lost its magic or do you think you know is it still a you still sit by the tv waiting for the the coventry city to get pulled out of the hat and, and enjoy the draw i mean it, it's a it's a magical competition of course one that you know we've heard so many times of so many fond memories from from obviously Houchin that we did the podcast with mm. and, and dave bennett and and other mm. other you know other ex-pros but it's a it's a difficult one, but yeah, how, how do where do you sit on the the FA Cup, especially one this season and also on, ongoingly? Well, personally, I love the FA Cup. You know, I grew up with it. Um, it was such more of a big event when I was growing up as a teenager. You know, yeah, it used to you know always start at three o'clock on a Saturday. You know, the, the TV would start at near enough ten o'clock in the morning until it kicked off. It was just a bigger event. Um, so to answer your question, I think. It has lost to some of its magic. Um, yeah. There's no doubt about that uh, from when I grew up. But it's still, for me, a big competition and the second biggest competition uh, behind the Premier League. Uh, and oh, obviously in, in, in England anyway. Um, but it has lost a little bit of its magic. But uh, for us this season, the priority is the, cha- is the championship and staying in the championship. And... Um, it's a difficult tie because obviously Norwich are really doing well this season, aren't they? And playing them away from home would never be easy in any time, would it? Yeah. But I think um, for us, it's all about staying in the championship. And and on this occasion, because of the draw and, and difficulty of it, I think we just need to maybe give this one uh, for the fringe players and see and see how they do. And see if how we go out, we yeah, yeah, and see how we get. They need some out. game time anyway, right? Mm. They, you know, sitting on the yeah. benches, doing no one any favors week in week out, and no. they need to be ready for when they do need to be, um, you know, brought on and, and around the squad and, and squad rotation. Focusing yeah. back on the game, Andy, how do you yeah. see this one playing out? It's, it's probably not one that you've got massive opinion on, but what would your yeah. score prediction be? I think Norwich will beat us. Um, depends on what team they play. Um, yeah. Because obviously I don't think they're going to play their full team as well. Um, but it, it all depends on what team Robbins plays. It'd be interesting to see his comments this week going towards the game and see yeah. how he's going to play it. Yeah. Because he might, you know, you don't know with Robbins, might he might play it. a stronger team, might go yeah. for it. So it all depends on the lineup state. But if we think that both teams are resting players, I, th- I think I think Norwich will win this too now. Okay, and a full-time score from you, Tom. Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I mean, they've got they've got quite a lot of players back from injury now as well, so we might even end up playing the same team that we played in uh, <laughs> early in the season in uh, November. But um, yeah, I'll I'll go for two-one Norwich. Yeah, I think I agree with Andy. I think they'll probably be very strong. But you know, even even with a weaker side, I think if we can go out, put in a good performance, and show some. Um, some excitement and, and a couple of you know standout performances from the younger lads, then and, and maybe nick a goal. Then you know we can we can take positives from it, can't we? You're listening to Sky Blues Extra, and from the magic of the cup to the magic of the transfer window, it, it's it's something that's captured um, the minds and the hearts of a lot of people throughout the the seasons in football. And the transfer window always a, an interesting time. January being all, even more so because people often make uh, go out and make rushed decisions and, and panic buys. We've seen that so many times in, in the Premiership. And to talk about this week's hot topic with the transfer window now in play, um, we've heard from post, you know, post-match interview comments from Mark Robbins on Saturday that he's got two signings lined up. Um, so just a real open com- you know, conversation, really, um, starting with you, Andy. 
what positions do you think he'll strengthen? And is there any sort of player that you've you've got your eye on that you'd love to to see in a sky blue shirt? Okay, position attacking midfielder. Full name Daniel Patrick Crowley. Please, I think birthplace. Um, uh, birthplace Coventry. Yeah, we go. We we we've heard a lot about this Coventry kid, um, and and a lot of people have got quite excited about the potential of of him coming in. If is is he's a player, Andy, that you'd love to see, you, you know, um, bolster that that attacking yeah. midfield. He's got great feet, uh, brilliant dribbling skills, and uh, yeah, he's he's got good pedigree. You know, brought up in the Arsenal uh, academy, um, you know, and. He's been on loan a few places, you know. He's been a, a, been abroad. He's been on loan at Barnsley, and obviously he plays at the moment for Birmingham, doesn't he? And he's also featured for England under under 18s, under 19s. I think he's swapped allegiances to Ireland now, but um, yeah. but I think he's he's a type of player that would excite us. And um, if we can get him through the door, I think he will provide a lot of chances for our forward players. I think he'd be a great great addition. Yeah, exactly, and and with the other the other potential line signing he's got lined up, and and obviously there may be some more. Is there any other positions that you're a bit concerned about now, um, possibly with the the injuries to to the strikers? Yeah, the thing is with Robin, we could do with a striker, but I think he's already come out and said that he hasn't he hasn't got the money to do that. Um, so I can't see another forward coming in, and I think he's got a couple of attacking midfielders or a central midfielder lined up in those two. So um, it looks like he's going to be strengthening those midfield roles and maybe the attacking roles in that midfield role. So try and give service to the, the uh, forward. Because to be honest with Dave, we only play, if we are, because Robin's for one me. Up like, top, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's going to play one up yeah. top anyway. He loves yeah. it. I don't yeah, think and the joy we get is down the wings, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, so if we can get a couple of attacking midfielders that provide goals and can score goals, then that would be a massive bonus going forward, won't it? Yeah, and obviously this weekend we did the first watch along, and there's some really Ooh. positive comments that were on that, and and we you know thoroughly enjoyed doing that whilst the commentary commentary was was out of play on iFollow. Um, one interesting point, and I can't remember the chap that made it, but was about you know is it time to get a left back in because we've got these players that are both on loan. Um, we know Brandon Mason is is out on loan at, at St Mirren. <laughs> and could come back into it. But Tom, is that a position that you'd, you'd be concerned about now? Or would you wait to a summer transfer window to perhaps look at that? But he's got to address it, hasn't he? Yeah, I think to be honest, it's, it's something for the summer. I think we've got other priorities at the moment. I think January isn't a great window anyway. Um, it's no. the summer is a, and obviously the way the club operates, we don't tend to do a lot of our business in January. We tend to just get one or two players to strengthen or if there's yeah. been injuries or whatever. Our, our sort of ethos is to to have those sort of targets. I mean, I, I would imagine Robbins has got three or four targets for that position ready for the summer or even in pre-contract discussions. Um, I wouldn't imagine he'd be going to going out to get one in January because it's not a position we need right now. Um but I mean, we might hear about in January, you know, one of those pre-contract signings, like we did with, I think we did with Rose, didn't we? Um, but no, I think in terms of the the more immediate need is is in the midfield for me. Um, I think I think we need an attacking midfielder, and I think we need a holding midfielder, to be honest. And we probably need a bit of experience in there. 
Um, so yeah, if we can get someone with a little bit of experience in the midfield and, and then perhaps Dan Crowley has obviously been banded about, that'd be a brilliant signing in my opinion. Um, and that would, yeah, that would really push us on. And obviously the striker situation is, is tricky because Robbins was spot on. It's, you can't get a striker on the cheap really in, in this division. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's ruled it out. I don't think he said that he wasn't going to sign one, but I think, you know, he was hinting that it's going to be difficult. So, Realistic. and obviously speaking, obviously shortly after the match where Codden's got gone on injured, so he's probably had no chance to even look into it. So I don't know, could it be a loan signing or, or someone out of contract or whatever? We'll have to see who's available, but it, it is tough, January, really tough. I think, you know, two or three signings will probably be about as much as we can muster up at this point. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, that is all we've got time for this evening. Thanks for your contribution, chaps. Pleasure, Dave. Yeah, cheers, Dave. And listeners, do check out our partner Shortland Horn for the latest properties across Coventry. And also make sure you join us full time on Saturdays for our Sky Blues Extra Live, where we always discuss the action and bring in your comments and reaction as we get it. And also, if you want to join in with the conversation on any of our social media channels, you just need to use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.